From Hope Made Strong, this is the Care Ministry Podcast, a show about equipping ministry leaders and transforming communities through care. Supporting those in your church and community not only changes individuals' lives, but it grows and strengthens the church. But we want to do that without burning out. So listen in as we learn about tools, strategies, and resources that will equip your team and strengthen hope. Hey there, welcome to the Care Ministry Podcast. My name is Laura Howe, and I have the incredible privilege to lead Hope Made Strong. Now, more times than I care to admit, when I am on Zoom, the person who has booked this time for us to connect says, I have no idea how I connected with you, but I love what you're doing. And this is a really humbling moment. It is an honor, a true honor to connect with people from all over the world doing ministry in their local community. But it's also a reminder that not everyone knows what Hope Made Strong does. And yet when they find themselves connected to our community, they are so excited to be there. And I know they're excited because when I look up how that person got connected to us, they go, oh yeah, that was you? Oh my goodness. I loved that. What else do you do? (laughs) It is a great feeling and I love meeting with people all the time. Now, communication and marketing is clearly not my strong suit. I am still learning this skill. So in this podcast, I'm going to share how Hope Meets Strong got started, its vision and for the church, and five ways we can help you build your care ministry. And I'm sharing this so that you get a big picture, an overview of number one, the founding story of Hope Meets Strong, and number two, where we hope to go and our vision, and three, how we are helping people right now. But let me warn you, this episode is jam-packed full of links. As I'm talking, I'm going to be throwing out names of resources we have or opportunities for you to connect or download. But rather than stressing out and trying to remember or write down the name, please know that they are all listed in the show notes down below. Or if you simply just go to the website, hopemadestrong.org, you will find everything on the website. Especially if you take, you know, five, 10 minutes to look around, you are going to be overwhelmed with all the resources we have to offer. So let me get started with answering the popular question, how did Hope Made Strong get started? Where did it come from? (laughs) I get this a lot and I'm happy to share. For 15 years, I worked as a mental health social worker in my home community. I worked as a crisis worker in the ER, on the phone in their local clinic, and supporting police services within the community. I also provided addictions and housing support, case management, and system navigation. I had the privilege of leading a professional peer support team, and I worked as a counselor in a walk-in clinic where I connected with individuals from my community who showed up to a first-come, first-served clinic to speak with a free counselor. Now, I think these clinics were one of my favorite things I did uh, in my career as a clinical mental health social worker because I had the opportunity to engage with everyone from children to seniors to those who were homeless and deeply suffering to executives who just didn't know where to turn. For seven hours of this shift, I would walk into room after room having no idea what issue I was about to face, but an hour later, I would walk out with people who felt supported, had some new tools, and were connected to some additional community resources. I absolutely loved so many aspects of my job. 
but I did begin to feel the strain that comes with caregiving. By about year 12, maybe 13, I was experiencing some significant signs of compassion fatigue and even at moments vicarious trauma. I really needed to take some time off to get healthy. In fact, my supervisor encouraged me to do it and my family doctor was supportive. So I took a few months off, sought counseling and quickly realized how deeply the work that I enjoyed so much was impacting my well-being, my mental health. It was in those months off that God really began to work on my heart. For years, I felt frustrated with how the church approached mental health and support. They had great intentions, but if I'm honest, they kind of did a pretty poor job of it. Now, this isn't meant to be a criticism of my church, but more, but the more and more that I watched other churches, talked with friends, I saw that this was a trend. Church, like the capital C church, had the intentions of caring. Church, not just my church, but many churches had the intention of caring for their people, but struggled to do it effectively. And they seemed to burn through leaders and volunteers, and nothing ever really stuck. It was always kind of flash in the pan uh, ministries or activities or events. Now, I never felt the call to ministry, but I've always loved the local church and the community support and and just almost like family-like vibe that the local church offers. Through my experience in community development, as well as supervising peer supports, I knew that there is power in having a network or a community of support through peers. And the local church, this is a gathering place for all generations. Our congregations are filled with peers, filled with compassionate people who have empathy for others because they too have struggled and are now on the other side. And that coping and best practice strategies that we were offering in secular healthcare, there were so much parallels between these two things, biblical spiritual practices and the strategies and coping methods that we taught in the clinic. Also, in my work, I would sit around tables of community organizations, all gathering together to talk about how they can come together and support our community through collaboration. But when I looked around their table, There was never any churches or even faith-based organizations at that same table. And when I zoomed out, I saw that true community and peer support was was a missing piece in our mental health systems. Honestly, you just couldn't find this natural, organic peer support like we had at church. Well, at the same time, and our churches, we I, there was a struggle to have strategy and systems and collaboration. These elements were clearly missing. And all of these ideas and all of these issues, the frustration, the recognizing, the reflecting, the uh, and noticing all of these discrepancies and yet parallels, all of these things were happening well, I was off trying to find work-life balance. Yeah, I work, I rest really well, guys. <laughs> nope, that just gives my mind time to, and God time to work on me. It was in this same time that my church was doing a leadership development. And I was part of a cohort of leaders working through like a program or cur- curriculum, almost like a discipleship thing. And to be honest, I felt so out of place there. I 
didn't feel like I belonged. I was questioning why I was being asked to join a leadership development cohort when at that moment I was off work, sick. Uh, I was seeing a counselor and I was not coping well. I wasn't even able to watch like movies or a show without, you know, having some emotional reaction or remembering some of the story, client stories that I, that I had heard over the years. But one of the strengths that we did at this cohort was a strengths assessment or a skills assessment. I, it's, I think this is pretty common in some of these leadership development giftings assessments, this sort of thing. And it wasn't the first time that I had been through one of those exercises, but this time it felt different. And I wonder if, uh, if you've ever had a moment where you knew God was speaking directly to you. For me, that happens very rarely. Like, I mean, I pray and I feel God's presence prompting and direction and his peace and the spirit leading, but it is actually quite rare for me to feel like a sentence or a word or a phrase has come to me so clearly that I remember it word for word years later. And in a quiet moment of reflection, go working through this strengths assessment, I was asking God why I was there and why I just wasn't feeling like I fit in. And God clearly told me that I would never fit in perfectly, that I would always feel tension because I'm sitting in a position as a bridge, because I'm sitting as a bridge between the church and the community. I will likely always feel some sort of conflict. The church, it has lessons to learn from the community, and the community has lessons to learn from the church. And I will always be in tension as a bridge between these two worlds. Man, this word straight from God was so impactful. Number one, it was terrifying. <laughs> no, I, no one likes conflict, and I am no different. But it was on that day that I no longer became afraid of conflict. It, it wasn't holding me back from trying things new or voicing my opinion or recognizing when something didn't fit because there was intention there. God called me to a place to see the gaps in both the church and the community. And, try, and to try to bridge those. That is when I felt like God was preparing me to start something new. At a different church service shortly after, there was a speaker sharing their testimony about how she, an unqualified and unlikely candidate, was used mightily by God. And that's when I said, okay, God, I am willing. Whatever it is you want me to do, I am willing to do. You know me. You know who I am. You know how I feel fulfilled. As long as it's pleasing to you and you are fulfilling whatever, you know, scratch, itching this, you know, the scratch that I have, I am willing to do whatever you call me to do. And that night I could not sleep. Luckily, my husband was away at a conference. So I was up all night writing out ideas page after page. It was then that Hope Made Strong was birthed to create online resources for ministry leaders so they can learn to support their church and community without burning out. The beginnings were small. And if I'm honest, it was lonely too. I had this passion. I had this dream. I knew where God was taking me and this these ideas, but I didn't know how it was going to happen or who it would impact. Little did I know that in five short years, 
Hope Made Strong would reach over a hundred countries and be known as the go-to resource for care, ministry, and mental health. Oh, I'm getting choked up just saying this. I feel like I'm sitting in the front seat of a roller coaster. Hope Made Strong has become a movement. How many people are old enough to remember when small groups were like the new fad in doing ministry. I remember that. It was in the early 90s. Alpha was first developed to help people share the gospel with their neighbors and coworkers. Before this, there were no small groups in churches. There was no, you know, connection point. There was no dinner in homes. There was no curriculums. There was no studies really that were super popular. So Alpha changed how churches did evangelism and discipleship around the world. Now, it is so rare to find a church that doesn't offer some sort of small group ministry. And just like Alpha was the catalyst for how the global church does discipleship, I see that Hope Made Strong, what it's doing, it's going to be the same catalyst for how churches do mental health and care ministry in the future. I would love it for it to be a rare thing to find a church that doesn't have a strategic care ministry and support mental health without blame, shame, or stigma. We're only five years into this mission, and I feel like we are just getting started, just starting to recognize, okay, this is, uh, this is an opportunity. This is where God is moving in this space of care and mental health. I wish I could share where we would be in five years, but God only knows that. My goodness, the first five years was shocking. Who knows where God is going to take this in the next five? But what I can do is share what Hope Made Strong is doing right now and how we are partnering with churches all around the world to equip ministry leaders to support their communities without burning out. So let me share with you five ways Hope Made Strong helps you care for your community. The first way is with the cohort, the care ministry cohort. So this care ministry cohort is a five-month mastermind. It's kind of like a mentor mind. It's like a mentorship and a mastermind all smushed together. Small groups of ministry leaders meet weekly for five months where they connect and walk through a step-by-step plan to build and strengthen their care ministry. And this is led by a ministry coach. You are given dozens of templates, downloads, sample forms, policy procedures, pathways. It's all there. But I think what the community, but I really think it's the community that is built amongst leaders that is the secret sauce of the cohort. Because care ministry can be really lonely, and it's such a unique ministry position. Time and time again, people have shared that it is so refreshing for people to meet with their peers each week and learn and share together. We launch new cohorts twice a year, and not sure when you are listening to this podcast, but uh, you can get more information at careministrycohort.com. So the second way that we uh, support churches in developing and building their care ministry is through online courses. And we've developed four courses for leaders. Well, actually, it's 
three courses for leaders and one probably more for clinicians. And I don't share about that one very often. So uh, I'll, but I'll share it all about here. So the first course is called Finding Hope in Helping, which is a course on overcoming and preventing compassion fatigue and vicarious trauma. Ding, ding. This is exactly what I experienced because I've been impacted by both compassion fatigue, and vicarious trauma. And that prompted me to get further education in in being a trainer on on this topic. And I bring that to ministry leaders, as I think care ministry is a ripe environment for leaders developing compassion fatigue. It's kind of a recipe for disaster, if you you ask me, um, what care ministry leaders are asked of. Um, You know, it's a, and it's an honorable role. We, we, we do it with um, strength and, and energy, but really it can be quite impactful for caregivers. So Finding Hope in Helping is, is the course, and it's called findinghopeinhelping.org, is where you can get all the information, including a free test or measurement that love me- including a free test to measure your levels of compassion fatigue. So you're going to want to check out that if you are a ministry leader who is feeling weary. Now, the second course is called the Caregiver Toolbox, and this is a perfect resource for your team. So we have one for the leader. Now this resource, this course is for the team. And if you have a volunteer team that needs more training, but you're not wanting anything too heavy or burdensome or clinical, this is this course, the Caregiver Toolbox, is a five-lesson online self-guided course that is absolutely perfect. It is ideal and created for prayer teams, small group leaders, mentors, and volunteers to teach them. So basic support skills, uh, identifying when it's time to refer, crisis de-escalation, boundaries, and burnout prevention. This course was created with your volunteers in mind. And you can find out more information at thecaregivertoolbox.org and or again on the Hope Made Strong website. Now, the third course is called Sleep is Not a Dream sleep. Yes, I did a whole course on sleep. It is actually a micro course because one of the first symptoms that burnt out leaders identify in themselves before they even know that they're burned out usually is they can identify that they have problems with sleep. I've worked with a number of churches one-on-one in coaching and and doing some consulting and the assessments that I have done with their church leaders uh, measured the levels of burnout across uh, the board of the people that they want us to measure. So whether that's volunteers or staff or whoever they wish. And the number one issue that has come up for all of like across the board with all of the churches that I've worked with is problems with sleep. So that's why I created this course with the ministry leader in mind. This is a mini course that helps church leaders reset and develop healthy habits for sleep. So those are the first three courses that I have. Now, this fourth course is something that I don't ever talk about. Like, I don't think I've ever spoken about it. Actually, I don't even know if it's on my website. It's called the Mental Health Speakers Lab. This course is for the clinician who wants to shift from one-on-one support to becoming a thought leader. The idea of developing this course came after the very first event I hosted. And I noticed that a lot of clinicians or a lot of speakers were struggling with developing a workshop that is focused on practical resources and 
offered clear messaging with downloadable resources. I had a hard time finding that. So in this course, I walk participants through the exact process, the exact process I took when developing Hope Means Strong, like how to go from an idea to a presentation to resources that you can deliver. There is so much to do in the space of faith and mental health. And if I can help others develop a clear message and workshops that they can share in their community, I am happy to do it. I will share all my lessons learned. So in the course called Mental Health Speakers Lab, participants walk away with a clear understanding of their audience, their unique message. They develop a 30-minute workshop. They uh, create handouts. And I also teach them how to develop five-minute YouTube videos from that workshop, as well as social media posts so that they can market and share their resources. So all four of these courses are available on demand, meaning that they are always available and you can sign up anytime. If you want to, if you're interested in offering any of these courses to a group of your leaders or volunteers at your church, please connect with me for group pricing because that is available. Okay. This is a big one. Okay. We walk through, you know, how the founding story of Hope Made Strong, as well as the first resource being the cohort, then online courses, and now the third resource. The third way Hope Made Strong supports churches and leaders is through the Mental Health Summit, the Church Mental Health Summit. This is an annual uh, global digital event that happens every year on October 10th, and it features industry-leading speakers from all over the world. This is a huge event, and it's free on October 10th. But if you are wanting access afterwards, then it is available with purchase of an access pass. Just in the last summit, which was 2023, we featured 70 speakers. We had close to 11,000 registrations from 125 countries. It is unbelievable. The summit has become a go-to resource for churches because many of them have purchased an access pass and use it throughout the whole year with their teams. I've heard stories of people using it for staff meetings or volunteer onboarding or hosting community information nights. So if you go to churchmentalhealthsummit.com, you can still purchase an all-access pass or register for the upcoming event, just depending on when you're listening to this podcast. And while you're there, I want to point out or share with you something that is brand new, brand new, like just launched. While the digital summit is helpful, it does lack a core component that we value here at Hope Made Strong, and that is community and connection. So this year we have launched local summits. These are pop-up events in communities all over the world. Hope Made Strong partners with churches and organizations just like yours, and they host a local event in their community. And while local hosts have incredible invite incredible speakers from their region, and then we offer some expert sessions from the Digital Summit, the highlight of the opportunity for local ministry leaders is to connect and collaborate together on faith and mental mental health issues within their own community. If your church or organization is championing mental health in your community and you're interested in hosting a local church mental health summit and bringing ministry leaders together from your region, 
please check it out at churchmentalhealthsummit.com. And there you can complete the host information page. And our team will reach out to you soon and we can, you know, go down those next steps on how you can host a summit in your own community. I can't even tell you how excited I am to have hundreds of local summits all around the world, bringing together leaders to learn, connect, and collaborate together. It's going to be so exciting, and we're just getting started. Okay, we did the cohort. We did the courses. We did the summit. Now we're on to the fourth way Hope Made Strong supports your church is by offering free downloads. We have a ton of downloads, but I am going to highlight the two most popular. The first one is the Mental Health Sunday Toolkit. This is a toolkit that gives you everything you need to host an invitational Sunday morning service on the topic of mental health. Many leaders know the importance of the topic, but just are not quite sure of how to go about creating a Sunday morning service on this without it sounding like a lecture or a class or a workshop. It's a different, you know, it's a different vibe on Sunday morning. So I, so it can be tricky to how do we talk about mental health yet, you know, have this Sunday morning experience. So let us do the heavy lifting and help you with that creativity. We give you all of the communication tools, the sermon ideas, even the congregational giveaways and follow-up content. This is a pay-what-you-want resource, so some grab it for free, others offer a donation, and the Mental Health Sunday Toolkit is a resource for your whole church to use. I'm telling you, your comms teams, your church communications teams are going to be high-fiving you, thanking you for this, because we have created all of it for them and for your pastoral staff and all of the things. You are going to love this. This is something you do not want to miss. So go to mentalhealthsunday.com and download the toolkit there. Or you can just scroll to through the show notes and click the button, whatever, whatever you want. Okay. The second free resource is a downloadable e-guide or uh, e-book, and it's called Three Steps to Building a Sustainable Care Ministry. This was created when I started getting asked a lot about what I would recommend for those who are just starting out. This e-guide outlines what I would do if I were going to start a care ministry from scratch. And we will link that down below. It is a handy-dandy, helpful tool for those who are just starting out. All right, now the final area that we, the fifth and final way that we help you build a strong care ministry is through the podcast. (laughs) Like I said, we have a ton of downloads, over 30 at this point, if I, but I might be missing a few, uh, that we have offered and they usually show up as bonuses in the podcast. And we offer a new podcast each week on, on, they go live on Thursdays featuring a guest. So we usually feature a guest bi-weekly, and then episodes from myself outlining a tool or a resource to help you in your care ministry. But if you are listening to this right now, then you probably already know all about the podcast because this is where you're listening to it. So you know what to do. Check out the episodes and you will find a ton of helpful tools and resources for yourself and for your church. When I'm connecting with people... They usually tell me that they have first heard about Hope Made Strong either from the Church Mental Health Summit or perhaps someone shared a podcast episode with them. Then they download one of the freebies and they start getting our weekly newsletter. 
Soon they check out an online course or sign up for the cohort. Regardless of how you connect with Hope Made Strong, I am so glad you're here. We are always wanting to connect with more people who are doing incredible work in their community. And we're looking for ways that we can support your care ministry. So if you are facing a situation or a frustration, or you're looking for a tool or a resource or you know something that is you just can't find the right fit, or perhaps you have an idea for a podcast, we would love to hear from you. Like truly, we would lo- we want to hear your ideas. We are constantly thinking of how we can create a resource, a tool, or a download that will help you in, in your care ministry. So if you come across something, we want to hear about it. So please definitely connect with us at hello at hopemadestrong.org. So thank you. Thank you to the thousands of you who have either listened to a podcast, downloaded a cheat sheet, watched the summit, or joined a course or cohort. You are not alone in this work. You are part of a community, and I am so honored to serve alongside you. Now, I've mentioned a ton of different ideas and resources, and I've linked everything in this episode in the show notes below. So please do scroll down, check them out. And if you know of someone who is saying, "Mm, I work in care ministry or I oversee it or, you know, small groups is their their, responsibility, please share this podcast episode with them so they can get an idea of what is available and where they can start connecting. Well, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Take care.